everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, ooh, until the end of time. A good energy in 2023. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is endgame time. For the show, Agent Carter. Okay, I was going to say, hang on, I'm doing some quick math. I think we're a number of years off, James. Only only a couple. Um, hey, can I say can I say something that's very interesting, though? And like that's like weird to I me I hope so. Bit? I've always hoped you, you would. So it's 2023 now at the time of recording, right? Yeah. Y'all realize this is the actual year in which we lose some major heroes? Like Jeff Beck. Far too soon. Far too soon. <laughs> Far too soon. <laughs> Recording at the day of his death. <laughs> we are in uh, Agent Carter season two, episode ten, aka the last one. That's not what it's called. Uh, that's the last episode of Friends, though. You are going to start watching this at six minutes and thirty-two seconds, and you're going to end with some of those numbers rearranged into twenty-three minutes and six seconds. And here is what happens. Whitney is working on her plans for a rift generator when Joe comes in to check on her. He offers her food and puts his hand lovingly on her shoulder, but she declines the food and slaps his hand away, telling him not to touch her when she's working. He looks unpleased. Manfredi goes to his nonna to vent. I did some work on some Italian translation, Colin, but we're not going to get to that yet. You um, wrote down everything she said? I had to use a uh, an internet dictation app and then use Google Translate to actually figure out the words she's saying because per me and per me uh, are dictated the same, but they have an extra M and they mean different things and commas and periods. I did some work. Kristen got home and I was like, I'm two minutes into the episode and I've spent 40 minutes doing this project. And uh, Colin, I don't want to build up expectations. Worth it. Cool. Good. So uh, I think I, I was I was like, I got something and I was like, this has been worth it. We'll come back. Uh, she, tells them if he, he, she tells him that if he truly loves Whitney, that he's going to have to make a deal with the devil. We've previously established that he is Carter. the devil. <laughs> oh, by the way, Melocchio means evil eye and not uh, the devil, which is Diavolo. Diavolo. At the Stark mansion, Wilkes, Carter, and Stark are eating breakfast and discussing further plans. Carter suggests that Wilkes, that Wilkes help build a new gamma, can, gamma cannon. Wilkes box, pointing out that the zero matter would still be in this world, and Howard agrees. He suggests that Wilkes build a new containment unit so that it can be studied in Stark Labs. Peggy accuses Howard of trying to profit off of the zero matter. Suddenly, Jarvis comes out of the house with his hands in the air, followed by Joe Manfredi with a gun. The tension builds until all of a sudden... It becomes evident that Manfredi and Stark are old friends. Manfredi tells them about the ways Whitney has changed. He wants them to save her. I'm just now realizing that I wish that I had uh, this. I had had this fresh in my mind, and I could have had Manfredi be a character in Timeline Scavengers Annual Number One: Colon 1931. It would have been fun, but I didn't. So let's move on. He tells them that she is working on a design to open the rift without an atomic explosion. Peggy says that they need to open the rift before her, knock the zero matter out of her, and then close the rift. Jason says they don't know very much at all about how the rift works. Howard is unperturbed. 
He says that the greatest scientific minds let other people do the research and then steal it. They need to steal the papers on Whitney's wall. Manfredi says that she never leaves the room and the team realize that he's going to have, he's going to need to give her a reason to. That evening, Manfredi knocks on Whitney's door. She doesn't answer, so he enters, logic, and finds her muttering to herself and writing on a paper attached to the wall. All four walls are covered in such papers. He tells her that he needs her to intimidate one of his guys. She says she will help him. While Manfredi puts on a show of beating up Hank with Whitney looking on, Sousa and Carter are taken aback by the sheer amount of stuff on the walls of her room. Carter hands Sousa one of the two cameras she's brought, telling him to photograph the walls so that they can show Howard, but to do it quickly because she doesn't think Manfredi can hold her off for long. Sure enough, Whitney is getting impatient because it doesn't seem like Manfredi needs her there. Manfredi asks her to do the thing just to scare Hank, she goes over to threaten him with her touch when Hank unexpectedly confesses to be working with the feds. <laughs> it's a fantastic turn of a, of a what could have been a very cliche scene turns excellently into mm. a very, very memorable one. Whitney is satisfied that her work there is done. <laughs> uh, okay, I did it. All right, well, that's it. That's me. Uh, that's a wrap on Whitney in this room. So she begins to return to her room. Inside her room, Sousa and Carter have just finished photographing the walls when they hear Manfredi yelling for Whitney to come back. They rush to leave through the window, but not before Dan Daniel quickly changes the six on one of the papers to an eight and make it out seconds before Whitney enters the room, telling Joe that there will be no more interruptions. Carter and Sousa take the photos back to the SSR for the scientists, Wilk Stark and Samberly, to look at. They are arguing when Jarvis fills Carter in, and he tells her that they are arguing over naming rights. Carter flatters them into making actual progress on the problems involved with using the generator. They will use the studio lot at Stark, at Stark Pictures, and Carter will figure out a way to lure Frost out. But Wilkes says that that won't be necessary. Whitney will feel the rift and come on her own. All this time, I guess, it hasn't been called a rift generator, even though I've been calling it one for this whole synopsis. But Peggy coins mm -hmm. it, and everyone agrees it's good. While the team work on building the generator, the following mini-scenes happen. Rose pitches in under the observation of a flirty Stark and a jealous Samberly. Mm -hmm. Sousa and Wilkes make amends. Carter asks Jarvis how Anna is feeling. He tells Carter, among other things, that he has told her about the surgery complications and that they cried together, but they're working through it. Thompson shows up to help, and Carter suggests he takes the dinner orders. At first, it looks like he's going to be a jerk, but then he affably agrees, and James's heart absolutely soars into the sky. Thompson is making the takeout call in Sousa's office. In Sousa's office. When he finishes, he notices Vernon Masters' attache case has been left there. He begins to go through it, first finding the redacted report that Thompson got, got him from London via the named character Nick Driscoll. Then he finds Vernon's Arena Club pin. He twists, he twists it, and it reveals two prongs, revealing that it is a key to something. Ooh. And that is what happens in the clip. Colin. Okay. Where, where, where are we at? Where are we starting? Where, where do you the want, first thing is something that I had actually fully forgotten about until I heard you say it out loud just now about it being a key. I mean, like, I, I remembered it being a key, right? But yeah. I wanted to point out uh, that, hang on, I'm actually going to go find the actual quote. One moment. Oh, okay. I don't think she, okay, maybe she doesn't actually, either she doesn't actually use the word key and I just misremembered it, or I accidentally wrote down pin when I meant to write down key. Um, but it does, but I do, I did write, uh, that it unlocks the secrets to every major decision made in this cesspool of a country. 
I wanted to point out that that was like kind of like a key, th- a key thing that they've talked about before. Uh huh. She says and maybe like, that pin unlocks the secrets to every major decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so okay. I guess I did write it down right. Okay. Never mind. I, I guess I was wrong. In my but, head, I was thinking no, I mean, she called it a key. I don't but, think you're wrong. I mean, I think um, that it's. She says perhaps it's a key. It's right before that. She says maybe it's uh, it's a key to opening. She says maybe the pin isn't a pin. Maybe it's the maybe this pin is the. She on, she I gives she it. gives it a couple of different things. I just I, I just remember like she says cesspool at the end of it. Um, All right, hold on. She says, uh, maybe I was hired to steal it. Maybe the pin is not just a pin. Maybe that pin unlocks the secrets to every major decision made in the cesspool of a country. Okay. Maybe it just matched my blouse. That's it. Yeah. But I will say it says unlocks, so that would be a key. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So there you go. We got there. Yeah. We figured it out. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I mm-hmm. also want to say that it's f- interesting about how you and I take in characters very differently at times. Okay? <laughs> so with me, right, like, yeah, there are times where, especially in What If, right, Steve Rogers can be grating, right? Yeah. And in fact, I'll be honest with you, he is, of all the Avengers, or for lack of a better term, like, of, of what people called the big three, he was my least favorite of those three. Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would put Iron Man, then Thor, then Cap, and like Cap, I just frequently could not like get into for many different reasons. Um, but like it, part of it was the sort of cop aspect of him, right? But yeah. like also, you know, it is what it is. But like I didn't feel my feelings change for him necessarily at any point in any of these, other than the what if version of him. Um, but I kind of already had that feeling toward that that version yeah. of him. But like you were kind of like as we went on, right? I'm still now with Jack Thompson going right, and you're like, oh, it makes me so happy to see this, and I'm like, no, because like you know he only to me only backs off because he realizes that a he's not winning that fight, but also b it's like you know what I've given Carter so much shit that like I guess at the end of the day, knowing how that room looked at me. I'm gonna go yeah. do this. It's What's the one your, thing anyone will trust me to do right now. Can you, I'm? Can you say a couple more sentences about why that's wrong? What he, do you mean? He takes the note, does what she asks with a smile, because of how she, how he knows that he's treated her like shit, and how the room's looking at him. No, okay, that but seems like. I don't think the, it's so much of a. It's like a. I'm fixing my ways. So much of it is a. I don't know. Like, I think you can be wrong and still note something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think my my have... whole point, though, is that, like, he just, to me, he kind of has this, like, little shitty attitude about stuff. Uh, but, like, you know, he does it, you know. I just, like, it's that thing. Have you seen that Key and Peel sketch where they're like, all right, I got this amazing plan to rob this bank. Okay. So. We get jobs at the bank. Then we go to work every day from nine to five. And then at the end of the of the week, they just put the money into our bank accounts. And then after 35 years, we walk out of there and they're none the wiser. And it's like he's like, that's just a job. What what do you mean? Like for me, it sort of feels like if you have a, a bad attitude about something and you're just like Ugh, these assholes. 
I'm just going to protect them with my, this isn't Jack Thompson. This is a different character. Like if you're, if the hate in your heart or the, or the asshole nature that you hold in yourself is there, but your actions are the ones that someone who didn't have that in their heart would do. Even if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, I don't care. Mm. Like, like if you, um, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> okay. So one time Kristen, and I got in a fight early on in dating and uh, I hadn't realized sort of the extent to which my attention deficit sort of stuff was the there. And so uh, when I'm upset and feeling unheard and whatever, I need to like walk around and do stuff to just sort of like kinetically whatever. So I angrily cleaned up her room and made her bed like pissed. But at the end of the day, I cleaned up her room and made her bed and I didn't like do it bad. I didn't like, you know, do it, you know, half-assed or whatever. I did it to the extent that it is done and done correctly and a nice gesture, even if I did it muttering under my breath and just really angrily doing the thing. I feel like saying Jack Thompson uh, knows that he's treated her shitty, so this time he'll do what she's asked is like, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, like, okay, this is, I mean, I realize that that part of that sounds like it's growth to me. I don't think that it feels like growth because I, I think it also takes more than one oh, for sure. thing to fix, you know, but like, and I would say that, that thing they, of like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just, I think that it would be hard I think it would be hard for you to point out a scene from here on out where Jack Thompson is an asshole to the level that he was in early parts of season one and middle parts of this season. I can, I can agree to that. I can, I mean, especially because we're getting to the end, but right. it, it is, I, I will agree with, with that assessment. Um, so yeah, but that's different of interpretation and, you know, cl- a classic James Collin sort of deal. I just feel like, you know, though, at the end of the day, he, he, he does it, whatever. Right. He, right. he goes and does this thing. Um, but there is something that is very funny to me about this guy who's been trying to play all sides and does walk into a room where he realizes that like only one side is currently in that room. Right. And it's not one that, you know, he can't play all of them against each other. It's like the sure. moment where he starts to say something and it's like, I don't think this is exactly what happens, even though I just watched this scene like again, like um, about two hours ago. I feel like if there's a moment where like almost every head in that room, if not all of them, turn and look at him and he's kind of like, ha, 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 ooh, mm. Yeah. you like pulling out his collar a little bit like you know not actually but like ooh, boy, I guess I can you know what Peg for you I'll do that you know yeah. there is a moment of just like everyone because you know she's such an I mean she's honestly kind of like one of the first influencers if you think about it right 
I don't. What What do you mean? Think about like social media, right? Like an influencer okay. and how they like you know how they gather sort of like this like kind of like cult following. And I'm oh not yeah, calling okay. her friends cults. No, cult no, members, you're using uh, cult be, in the lower case, like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, the an way, adjective and not a noun. Right, but like the way that like everyone is immediately like, I am on team Peggy, right? I see. And so it's like even people who normally are kind of like like for example Howard Stark, who's like. You know, I'm Stark all the way, baby, right? But then it's like, but of course, if Carter's here, like, then I'm right. 100%, yeah. you know, Team Peggy. Do right? as Peggy says. Exactly. And so, like, that's what it is, is everyone else is basically getting ready to say, don't make me tap the sign. Uh-huh. That one's for that's you, James. A, yeah, 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 good. Um, and it feels like they're going to tap the sign that says, do as Peggy says, you know? And he's like, That would be, mm. tap the sign. Do as Peggy says. They're they're the daps. They're quite dapper. Uh huh. Dapser, dapsper, whatever. Dapser. Anyway, I hardly I hardly knew her. her. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, we can move yeah. on from all that. Uh, there was one other thing that happens in this bit. Oh no. Okay. Manfredi and Stark. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Right. In so many different ways. But I'll tell you, the way they enter, right? Uh-huh. And like this whole scene is kind of like falling apart, right? And they're kind of like all like, oh, what do we do, right? The minute that they like hug, which by the way, he does not put the gun down. No. And it's just like, again, kind of just like wildly, you know, flinging around. But then the way that once Peggy is like, has the danger subsided? Okay. And then she goes back to eating her breakfast nonchalantly yeah. is to me just feels so British. The way yeah. she's like, well, I'm not going to have breakfast ruined. Like, do, do, do. And she yeah. starts cutting into it. Like, like It's also like a bites. kind of a soldier thing, too, isn't it? Like, well, I need I my suppose. energy. But I feel like, like Wilkes does just stop. He's like, how, what? You know, and she's like, mm, yeah. let me bite into my breakfast. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just very, very silly. But we have, I believe, condiments to talk about. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about them. I want to get into that because when he comes out, Right. One of the first things that Stark says is like, is like he's he. It's not this exact line, but he he effectively is like, can we like agree to like hold off long enough to let the man put the condiments yeah. down? He's been asking Jarvis for the mustard right throughout the this whole, whole scene. Yeah. Jarvis, wh- where's my mustard? Yeah, and yeah. So then when he's like, I mean, he does clearly care for Jarvis's like well being, but when he's like, could he at least put down the mustard kind of thing and. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, it's kind of like man to man. I get it. Yeah, you need your mustard. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Put it he down. like he does a cool the cool like gun, just like a little slight twitch of the gun yeah, to be like, to just be like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like, yeah, put it. <laughs> it and it, it's very fully heavy. You know, yeah. kind of like yeah. And do you also notice that like this is also a very parallel th- uh, moment to something that Stark and Jarvis have done before in season one. The very they walk first episode. In, no, 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 no. When oh. near the end of the season, again, right? They uh-huh. walk into the SSR and everyone pulls guns and they go, it's like, hands up, you know, freeze. Stark does not put his hands up. He just uh-huh. goes, and Jarvis all the way, as high up as he can. Not just like, you know, like almost like making a um like a field goal with his hands, yeah. you know, like most people like would probably w, do. Like a, yeah. Yeah, you know, Jarvis goes full, like extended. So that's like shoulders to ears. Yeah. Hands reaching for the sky, you know, 
like he never as, looks more like a penguin than when he has his hands in the air because there's a gun trained on him. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is. It's like he has wing. Like I don't know. Is how it because he's, he's also doing. in a suit? Yeah, it's a little bit that, but like, so it kind of gives him that. That's like, how his hands look. are bending. Like he has like his hands like turn into flippers. It's it's a weird. It's a choice, and it's I like it. It's almost the British salute, yeah, but just like yeah. straight up. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He he does. You're right, because what he doesn't do is he doesn't do them straight up as if like touchdown, right? I right. should also specify that because when you do the the motion for a touchdown, your yeah. palms face inward, like towards yeah. each other, because you're going to give yourself a self high five. Yeah, which is yeah. this would be a, a safety, but anyway, um, that's also a visual thing. But like instead of two points, instead of this, right? Yeah. It's this, so that it's like turned yeah. out. So it right. is, it, it's, I don't know, it almost feels like a little kid calling for uppies, but also, a little, but like also terrified. There, do you know a Christmas vacation very well? Yeah. At the end, when the SWAT team has come and they mm-hmm. all have their hands in the air, except for um, uh, the wife, Ellen, who mm-hmm. doesn't have both her hands in the air, um, it's that motion of, I have to keep my hands in the air, but I have something. So I'm not going to, like, I'm going to bend my knees to put it down as opposed to put it down with my hand and put it back up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this. It, there's also a taskmaster task where they're not allowed to bend at the waist. And so many of them just didn't bend any joints at all mm. throughout yeah. the whole thing. Uh, so it's like that, where it's like, you know, you don't, that's not one of the, you can bend your arm to put the mustard down. He click, click the gun at you. You're fine. Right. <laughs> but he, he still is kind of like, is this a trick? Like, I'm not gonna get got because of mustard. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. There, there exactly. are things in life worth dying for. Mustard is not one of them. Yeah. Although Stark Mom's Hollandaise like, mm. sauce. That's a different Stark that's worried about Holland. Oh, Holland right. days. Uh huh. You know. Isn't that the same Stark? Tom Tom Holland. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Is, you know, Holland, right, is, I forgot that was the last it's name. the Holland the days. And so, yeah, got so. it, got it, got it. It wasn't my best one, I'll, I'll admit. It was fine. But, okay, so there's mustard. We, we, let's actually yeah. get into the comment talk that we mentioned. Okay. Oh, I was allowing you space to talk about the comments because I skipped over them in the, in the Right, in the but synopsis. you said we were coming back to it. Right, and we have. <laughs> I thought you had specific things to say about the comments. Oh, no, 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 no. This is I, hilarious. I was I was so looking forward to the commentary that you had on the condiments. No, I didn't even put it in my synopsis because I was trying to be concise. But you didn't put it into your notes at all. No. This is fascinating. Do, okay, I well, took. Then, I did one. I did one bit of extracurricular research other than the Italian translation. So, can I tell you my notes? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Joe comes in, and Whitney is. Uh, Mathing, yeah, that sounds right. That math's mathing. <laughs> he he comes and he says, "Wall's coming along, very nice," mm-hmm. and I just love it. It's just, it's such a comfortable, like he's like, "This is something I don't get, but I know she likes it." <laughs> it is very Wall's supportive spouse that doesn't get it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, friend of the show, Alex Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Does a lot of stuff that, like, I think many of us are like, this is very cool what you're doing. I don't understand it, but it's very cool, right? Right. But, like, his wife specifically has frequently been like, I don't get what you do at all. 
but it yeah. looks cool or it sounds cool depending on which project yeah. he's working on. Sure. So she's just like very like, hey, that music thing is there's there's some notes in there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like exactly. what she'll be like, you know, like, and that's what that is. She's yeah. like, hey, yeah, you know, that that guitar sure is there's strings being touched, you know. Songs like, it's coming like along. that kind of yeah, exactly. She's like, <laughs> you know, hey, there's sound there. You know, like that's that's kind of how she is reacting. And like in yeah. you know, she's not trying to be, you know, like rude. She's doing exactly what he's doing, which is like, I don't get it, but like thumbs up. Yeah. You know, keep exactly. going. And so then the other note I have of that that scene is the look on his face when she simultaneously refuses food and slaps his hand off her shoulder is Jarvis Vendetta Jarvis levels of just violence. And then you see him choke it down. Mm -hmm. You see him be like, no, because he would never hurt Whitney Frost. Right. But there is also a little bit of that, like, because he's a mobster, it's like, no one, no one does that to him. Right. But Uh, like, he would like, if that had been one of his goons, they would have been yeah. immediately, you know, smacked upside the head, shot, whatever. Right. But smacked upside she, the head with bullets. Yeah, true. She does it. He's like, mm, yeah, that is, that's my wife material. I was also laughing. At, that sounds uh, weird to say it like that, but you know what I'm saying? She, she, <laughs> I'm like, going to make a wife out of her. I mean, skin. He, he's you know, gross. No, but he's like, I'm in love with this woman. Yeah. The disrespect or whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going right. to, I'll deal with it. Um. So uh, I also like that the thought that he was partially upset because she refused food. Like, I mean, that, that like Italian stereotype of like, it. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, he's, cause also not only is he being like, you know, you got to eat, but like if Nona's like, we made food and you yeah. deny Nona's food. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 We don't do no. that. Yeah, exactly. When no, she no, no, says no. manja, you know, like you don't just yeah. go, uh, I'm, I'm full. They used you to know? call him Joe Mimange Freddy. Mange Ew. Spaghetti. Well, that's it for me. See you later. Bye. Uh, um, There's writing on the walls already. <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, I love it. Wait, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. It's zero matter. Gee. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, okay, so... Next, I did my translation of the untranslated, untranscribed, un-anything Italian conversation he has with his Mm -hmm. nona. Keep an eye out for an Easter egg that that is sort of uh, rift speak. So here's here's the dialogue in its entirety. Uh, I don't know what to do, Nona. When Whitney came back into my life, it was like the sky opened up and I had my very own ray of sunshine. Just beaming down on me and now it's a ray of garbage um i watched that part so many times and i love how he delivers it every single time yep. it's just a fantastic mm. so the first thing she says is devia sere triste per quello se cosi poetico which means you must be sad that's why you're so poetic oh and i did i did check these with my dad who did teach himself italian like deep 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 levels of italian so uh, I have vetted it with a secondary Italian source other than like Google Translate. And it is a very sweet thing to say. Uh, he says, I'm at my rope's end, Nona. The way she talked to me. 
And then she says, Leti parla nel modo in cui tu glielo permetti, forse per me ti tagliere la lingua. Which is my favorite line in the scene. She says, she talks to you the way you let her. Maybe for me, you'll cut out her tongue. Whoa. Which... Whoa, Grandma. <laughs> Whoa, Grandma. la lingua. Yeah. God when I damn. got cut out her tongue, I was like, this is a project I will be working on until it's correct because I am not half-assing Nona suggests in this untranslated, untranscribed Italian that he cut out her tongue. But also, she talks to you the way you let her is sort of what you were talking about before from the previous scene where it's like he would normally have not put up with that, but he lets her, you know, disrespect him. Mm -hmm. And so she's almost saying like, this is your own fault a little bit. You know, you've gotten yourself into this mess a little bit. But he says, nah, it wasn't her. She's not acting like the girl I fell for. Something's got a hold of her. And she says, Giuseppe, which diction didn't, uh, dictator, uh, sorry, dictation didn't get. Uh, I got that one, though. I said, dictation app, I got you. So that's Joseph. She says, ami veramente questa donna, uh, which is, do you really love this woman? And he says, with all my heart and soul. And she says, allora deve fare un pato col Diavolo, which is then you have to make a deal, deal with, with the, the devil. devil. So this was something though that I was like kind of waiting to come back on because I knew that we were going to talk about this conversation, but I wanted yeah. to point out that one of the fascinating things when we were first talking about Joseph Manfredi and we were looking through like the, in the comics and all that other stuff, what was interesting was that we were mentioning that like there is a time in the comics where she, in which he goes by Giuseppe Manfredi. Right. But that's not technically his name, mm-hmm. at least in in that in that universe. And so, what's interesting to me is that here it makes me think that he was, you know, at birth probably actually named Giuseppe. But like here, right. he's like, ah, I gotta go by Joseph. People here, they don't, they don't like. They hear Giuseppe, they think the puppet guy. You know, like that's probably right. where his head's at. So that's he's like. Colin, that's hilarious. Thank that's you. That's very, very funny. Thank you, thank you. I was, I was pretty proud of that. Like, I came up with that one on the spot just now. Yeah. And like, as I was saying it, I was like, oh, like you know, Pinocchio. So it's the perfect wrong, American wrong. Like, it sounds like the beginning sounds and some of the sounds in the middle are the same, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's like, uh, I was like, yo, they're, I, 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 you're like, I, we can't do that because you know people here will get things wrong all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I watched something the other calls day. Him Joey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, to, uh, that's so also you know him to like hear Joseph and go, ah, I'm not calling you that. Too long. Listen, if I or relate to formal. any part of of Howard Stark, and I do, uh, but specifically, that's a me thing. Like, I actually have had to curb my nicknaming uh, instincts over the years because. I don't want to call someone what they don't want to be called, but I do like an E nickname. Like you don't have, you can't, you are not one that can do, your name doesn't, doesn't take one. Colony is a, just a different word. Yeah. But yeah, I but would, I would definitely not, I would put my foot down on that one. I'd be like, probably no. call. I, I also cut names in, in hat. Like my friend Riley couldn't be, Riley E. Right. So I called him Rye. Or Rye. Yeah. 
because I was Cause like, I, yeah, I, I could see calling you J. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. funny enough, that could be just the first letter, but it could also be like J A Y. Sure. You know what I mean? But I yeah. also like to me like I, it wouldn't feel right necessarily. But like, if I had to call you something that wasn't James, yeah. right? If you were like, I don't want to be go by James anymore. You decide, right? I would probably go with Jay. I I do not think I could call you Jim or Jimmy. Yeah, I'm not There's I'm something, one of those. Something to me about you that that does not fit at all. Yeah. But like yeah. Jay to me sounds a little bit like a you know, I'm kind of reinventing myself, but like, you know, I'm still I'm trying to keep yeah. it in the James territory. Yeah. Calling you Jim, I feel like would be the kind of thing that I would do if I was like, "Oh, I really want to piss piss him off." Like, if right. you and I had a falling out in the way uh-huh. of Carter and Jarvis from the last scene, the last yeah. episode, where it's like at the end they're just kind of going for like that digging line. I would yeah. be like, "Okay, what's up, Jimmy? What can I do for yeah. you?" And you'd be like, "Oh, don't you, don't you do that?" No, and I wouldn't. Uh, people have tried to use nicknaming me as a weapon against me uh, mm. in like middle school. Interesting. Okay. Well, my friend. Well, at the time she wasn't my friend, and I guess she's not my friend anymore. But <laughs> in between, mm-hmm. my very good friend Meredith. Uh, when she was sort of testing me to see if I was kind of the narc that I kind of came off as in eighth grade. And uh, that you are, fa- yeah. Found out, I'm writing that down. <laughs> um, found out that I'd gone by Jamie in kindergarten. Oh. I think Jamie is the closest nickname that actually would probably work. Weirdly um, enough, I did not think about that. And to me, that also doesn't fit for some reason. Uh. That's why I like uh, uh, Jamie Mad 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 Drox uh, a lot because Multiple Man is uh, also named James because of Jamie. Um, huh. Hmm. But so she tried to do that. She tried to be like, ah, "Hey, hey, Jamie," and I was like, "Hey, I." That's actually not. That's actually not a not a way that you could uh, you could get my goat. I'm, Call I'm me proud Jim- to say, Jimbo. Yeah. I was like, I mean, what's up, Jimbo? Yeah, none of J- James Bond Jr. was a cartoon that was popular what when I was that? a child. It was uh, a cartoon about the son of James Bond. So Manfredi uh, says, that's why I'm here. We all have something in common. We're worried about Whitney. And then I wrote, confused looks all around. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, now, can I, they're can not, I not worried, but not in the way he means it. Right. I was going to say, can I be honest? That's the thing. Is like, in his head, he's like, we are all worried about her because we all think that she's she should be okay. Right. But like to them, it's like, oh, we're worried. All right. I just yeah. don't think you're gonna like the way that we're worried. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's a uh, then, choice. yeah, it's I love it. It's it's such a like this guy. It makes him seem a little unhinged, like li- slightly disconnected from reality. Like you, like we said, they are worried, but the way he puts it is like we need to have an intervention for Whitney, and they're like, yeah, with like we we hit her with a truck. Like <laughs> you know what it is though. Actually, I'm thinking about it now. He's talking to them like he talks to his men. Mm-hmm. Because when he talks to his men, they all, even if they've never thought it before, yeah. his word is what, or his feelings or whatever, are what they feel, right? Right. So it's yeah. like, we're all worried for Whitney, right? In his in his place of employ. Right. Right. Everyone in that restaurant would go, oh, yeah, boss. Yo, I was very worried about Whitney. You're like, oh, yes, so worried. You know, like, they would all be doing that, right? Like. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, nods of agreement, of course. Like, everyone's like, of course, of course, you know. But, like, here, yeah. he's like, we're all worried. It's also a little bit like, have you ever watched um, I Think You Should Leave? Yes. So, like, the 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 most famous scene probably being the, the hot dog guy 
we're mm. all trying to figure out who did this, yeah. right? Like, and they're all like, mm, you know, like I think we all know. Who, yeah, it it is a little bit of that energy, you know. Yeah, for sure. We're all worried about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just a, it's like projection, but like uh, rapid fire. He has like mm-hmm. a projection Gatling gun where he's like, yeah. we're all worried That does about sound it. like a star convention though. Projecting ga- pro- projection yeah. Gatling gun? Yeah, I like that. Projection Gatling gun? Yeah, Project I like that. Gun. I said uh, Gatling gun. dung, which is a different kind of weapon. Uh, it stinks. All right. Uh, next, we have um, Susan Carter in Whitney's room. Um I do come up with a better name for it in the next episode's notes, uh, but I don't want to uh, reveal that yet. Uh, he, he's taking two pictures at a time. On a not, he's going now. Okay, what? I'm now wondering if maybe one click is something and one click is something else, but it definitely felt like he was like. Maybe there's like a open and shut the shutter something with an old camera. I don't know. But it seems like a reckless way to use a camera uh, if it's a camera like it is today. I'm also wondering if it's like kind of like the way a disposable camera you twist. Oh, yeah, If it's like one click moves it over and then one click snaps. My parents had a a camera that you had to kind of like, yeah, that's okay. I'll give give you that. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to uh, no flash. No, No flashes. Yeah, they're in a dark room. they're in a dark room, yeah. And they're taking, like, distant shots. Like, uh, so I have an explanation for this, and it's the one we always use. Obviously, Stark. Howard Stark made these cameras. I said, obviously, yeah. Howard Stark made these cameras, but still. <laughs> uh, he calls it Stark Vision because it's, like, dark vision, but, like... Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, He also invented D&D. Yeah, exactly. With he did. with, with uh, Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then we cut and to, right, yeah, no, 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 not that guy. Um, he was allowed to play. <laughs> he was the play tester. Hey, Gare. And he was like, oh, like you're really racist, though. It's really weird. <laughs> What's up with that? And he's like, yeah, it's the product of the times. They go, okay. <laughs> Howard Stark's like, well, weird. I've never, yeah, okay. Um, listen, I'll buy this game from you. Now get out. Um, so uh, Howard's flirting with Rose. Um, there's a pos- there's a possibility he doesn't realize that he's absolutely like enraging Samberly, but I don't think it's much of one. Um, it's not like Howard Stark doesn't have a read on everyone in the room. He knows what he's doing, but he is enamored of Rose. He says, "Your perfume is driving me mad," and she says, "It's Rinso." So I want to talk about Rinso because that's a very funny line. Okay, before you say the Rinso thing, I want to talk about the Samberly him flirting yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's like, I think it's twofold. I think that sure. one, they've all been arguing earlier about this stuff. And so I feel like there's a little bit of that, like, again, Stark needs to be the best in the room. Yeah. Even though I think he he kind of secretly and may and sometimes not so secretly knows that Wilkes is beyond some of his ability. And, oh, and he says it. And, and right. We love Although him. there have been things that Wilkes would not have thought of or done that Stark does. Like, for example, like the creation of like how to make him visible and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just about like how different minds probably process things sure. differently. Um, Absolutely. But I think that like Stark does think that he's at least, at the very least, better than Samberly. Yeah. And so like he's kind of reminding him of that. 
Because yeah. they, they just had this big pissing contest essentially for no reason. It's like yeah. there are matters of importance and they're like, well, what if what what are we gonna name it? Right? Like yeah. such, you know, such like male privilege in this situation, you know what I mean? They're like, well, you know, well, let's just talk about because like I wanna be the inventor. Like I like I like to think that it was they'd already like, and then I was immediately proven wrong. But like, they were not like that's not going to work. But what they were like, we can we have enough wiggle room because we we know we're such a powerful brain trust Mm -hmm. that we can take a moment to do to be real petty, just real petty. Well, you know what it honestly is. It's a lot like what you and I do. I think which is. As they were talking about it, someone mentioned a name, and they go, "Yeah, well, what's one more? Because I don't like that name. And they go, yeah. what do you mean you don't like that name? And someone's like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, if I was the one naming it, I would have named it this. And then yeah. the, the third one being like, oh, come on, really? You're going for yeah. this route? What about this? You know, um, Which, yeah. by the way, Rift Generator, to me, like that has to, like the fact that they agreed with that has to just be like, Peggy's here, Peggy's like, Peggy's do always Peggy right. Says. Do as Peggy says. Let's move on. Because like, as far as like a product name goes, right? Trash. Well, it's name. funny. So sorry, Peg. Think about this. Uh, Sam Early and Wilkes are coming at it from like professional scientist, yeah, careers. Wilkes is coming from a, a, a private, mm-hmm. com- you know, private scientist. Sam Early is coming from government, and Howard Stark is coming from industry. You know, Howard Stark was pitching the flashiest names. Oh, for sure. And then, and like, I like to think that like the name wasn't like we need to name it, you know, the Wilkes gun or whatever. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. It was, but it like, was definitely not like the Wilkes, the Wilkesinator. Right. You know, that's what, that's what I tried to call uh, Jason Wilkes. And he said, please stop. <laughs> um, what's up, Wilkesinator? He's like, I, I'm, I wish I was still invisible. Um, <laughs> You make me wish the rift hadn't spit me out. Oh, I love the name of I love that Fallout Boy song. Um, <laughs> That's very funny. Thank you. Uh, um, okay, so hey, speaking of products, can I tell you about Rinso? Sure. Are we? Are, is there? Sorry, is there more? I didn't. More? I didn't say sorry. the second part of it, which was just oh, simply please, please, that please. also at the end of the day, Howard Stark is also always a womanizer, uh-huh. like and like he just he can't help but just flirt with anything that has two legs and moves. Right. That's like in front of him. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, he's Which, just kind of like, Ooh, you know. But don't you feel like, like that he's, I don't think he's being ironic. I oh, don't no. think he's, he's I don't throwing think her a bone. He no, is, I don't think that either. It's, he's literally equal opportunity. Any For number sure. can play. Yes. And I love that about him. Like he's not predatory. He's just very easily enamored. And I think that that is I, sweet. I definitely agree and, with that. Yeah. So, Rose says it's Rinso. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's a reference that I need to track down because I, I, I have this feeling it's a great reference. And uh, it is. So here's what Rinso was. Yes. It was one of the first mass-marketed soap powders. It was advertised widely on United States Radio, being the sponsor of many radio programs, such as the popular daytime soap opera, Big Sister, it's one of the reasons why they call soap operas soap operas. We've talked because about they, this, yeah, previously, and I'm just now I realizing don't remember this. when. Yeah, I don't. When I don't know we... if we named Rinso, but it was part of the thing that happened. Those sisters that did a radio show that was a soap yeah, the, opera, the Bosley sisters, Boswell right? But sisters. then one of them left, and then another one came in, kind of thing. 
Oh, no, yeah, it was about that soap opera. It wasn't the Boswell sisters. It was about that, like, it was the first, like, primetime soap, like, radio drama. Because it, it was, yeah. I think, weirdly enough, I, I don't think it was the Boswell sisters, but it was, like, another, no. like, trio. Because it was. It was one like of a them, Three Stooges sort of deal. Right, but yes. And then one of them was, like, not popular enough, basically. And so, like, she, like, left and they brought in another person. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, bringing in. Destiny's um, Child. Sure. I would say it's almost like in Three Stooges, though, bringing in. Um, uh, Shem. Shem, yeah. Uh, the, you yeah. know, like, obviously for different reasons, but I mean, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, it had, it had very yeah. much those same vibes. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, so interesting. Exactly. Cause like the second so, you start talking about soap operas, I was like, wait, we, we, yeah. we've, we've gone over this part of it before. Like I was having exactly. flashbacks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so big sister, uh, it appeared on it from 36 to 46, the dramatic anthology grand central station from 1940 to 1942, uh, the nighttime programs, big town from 1937 to 1942 and mayor of the town, which I can only Im- imagine is a spinoff, uh, from 1942 to 1943. Uh, I'm about to say something that starts with and most notably, but I want right now to agree that Rose turned her nose up in the air at this one because of her being an amazing character and person. Uh, and most notably, the Amos and Andy show from 43 to 50. Um, Amos and Andy is, uh, it's famously, like, it's a blackface oh, radio show. Oh. oh, cool. Good. Great. Good. It's one of those things where it's like, it was in t- in immensely influential on some very good comedy, like in the like you know right. down the line, and horrible to look back at. Sure, you know, uh, so that would be the one that would be on currently. Of those, this is the only one that was still still currently on in 1947. But Rose had already picked her brand and uh, didn't. Listen to that one. Uh, during the time, during this time, the product's advertisements happily chanted the slogan "Rinso White, Rinso Bright," and boasted, Colin, ready for this, that Rinso contained solium, the sunlight ingredient. Hmm. Vitarays. It's the same thing as Vitarays. Interesting. That's very fun. Oh. Uh, huh. <laughs> and then in the 1950s, sales plummeted when a new detergent. Tide, manufactured by rival, you heard of it? Manufactured by rival Procter & Gamble proved to be much more popular. It's the one, let me check my notes, you've still heard of today and is still on sale. <laughs> it's the one that made the pods that all the kids were like, what if I chumped on it? It truly, it truly turned the tide. Do you think about how what's crazy is that what beat the sun ingredient was the moon? Because the tide is affected by the moon. Oh, yeah. I, it was a real stretch. I was going to say the like ocean, I was, but okay, yeah. I was, yeah. I, 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 it was kind of a stretch, but I had to kind of go for yeah, yeah. You know, roll tide. Uh, Cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. There's probably people who are like, yeah. In the and comments, I've alienated them. Um, oh, wait, no, because they 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 would also be like, yeah, roll tide. Mm. Uh, so let's do an Avengers ensemble real quick. Okay. Avengers Ensemble. The character Hank, which I put in parentheses, the bait, I've tried to uh, start identifying characters that are randomly named, but I don't remember who they are, as we've had problems in the past where I don't remember who people are. Uh, He is played by Chris Coppola, not 
any relation. Okay. Uh, he was on one episode of Barry, one episode of The After Party, four episodes of Ray Donovan, four episodes of Doc McStuffins, which is hilarious. Like, I almost did an extended bit where I described Ray Donovan after Doc McStuffins and vice versa because mm-hmm. it's it's such a wildly contrasting uh, four episode uh, arc on each of those. But uh, he was on one episode of Bones. Mm-hmm. One episode of How I Met Your Mother. He was in the 2009 Friday the 13th. He was in Beowulf, possibly with Angelina Jolie. I believe that's the one with Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the. He did a voice for the video game. Oh no. Anime. I don't know. He was uh, Blood Rain Two Deliverance, but Rain is spelled with a Y R A Y N E. Um. He was in. He was in a thing called Undead or Alive colon a Zombody. Zombody. Like comedy, yeah. but with zombies. I didn't write that one, uh, no. but they do owe me money anyway. So I'm Yeah, really I was going to say that very much. I, th- I don't know what it was, but I recently said something to you that was like, this was not written by James, but like surprisingly was also definitely written by James. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And I don't remember what that was. It was in an episode that we recorded yeah. recently. Yeah. Where I was like, they they contacted James to consult on this one for sure. Uh, he was in the uh, video game Crash Tag Team Racing. Oh my Crash god! Bandicoot. Yep. Wow. Uh, just a real quick aside. Bandicoot sounds like it should be a racial slur. One episode of <laughs> The West Wing. Uh, he was in the Jackie Chan movie The Tuxedo. Holy uh, shit! He was in yeah. Spider Man. Uh, Which the, one? The Tobey Maguire. Okay. Um, as Kyle, and he was in Spawn as Punk Two. Uh, colon Kyle goes bad. No, just just Punk Two. Um, he good. has also been in a surprising number of dog-based Christmas movies, such as The Dog of Christmas, Santa Paws Two, The Santa Pups, The Search for Santa Paws, <laughs> and Santa Buddies. <laughs> That's really weird. What a weird niche like like thing to find for yourself. Chris Coppola, Ray Donovan, Undead or Alive, A Zombie, and Christmas Dog Movies. He's famous Don't forget for all Blood of them. Rain, the video Blood game Rain, series. Blood Rain, the uh, the video game series where Ray Charles fights vampires. The game where they recently, just in 2021, redid the first three games that they ever made, uh, and like re like redid them. Uh, uh-huh. Betrayal, which was the the third game that they ever made, uh, came back out as Betrayal Fresh Bites. Ooh, and then they did awful. Blood Rain and Blood Rain 2, each titled Revamped. Revamped is very good. Because it's vampire. Fresh, yeah. First bite or fresh bites, I mm-hmm. don't like, and I don't sign off on it. Revamped, I wholeheartedly sign off on. Yeah. And in fact, it should be a legal requirement from the MPAA that you, if you release, a, if you re-release a vampire movie, you have to say revamped. That's my, that's my position that I'll be running on. Um, I also like the idea that Blood Rain is a Ray Donovan uh, spinoff. But mm. that is all that I have uh, to say. If you want to take us out west and see what we can, uh, what kind of uh, condiments we can find out west, uh, take us there. Absolutely. Uh, let's do that. I would like to talk to you about some social media accounts, I think. Okay. 
If you want to follow the show, follow us at Timeline Scav. If you want to follow the network that we're part of, you can follow at ScavengersNet. Of course, both of these are on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow me to talk about what place you think has the best ranch for dipping mm. or, you know, for putting on your sandwich or whatever too. But to me, usually predominantly, like 90% of the time it is specifically being used for dipping. Uh, if you want to talk about your favorite ranch though, and like where you find it, whatever, uh, talk to me at Colin M. Parker. If you want to talk to James about your favorite mustards Perhaps your sure. favorite uh, steak sauces. I like, a, I like a I like a spicy condiment. Okay, so like so a like sriracha a, based kind of thing. I like a like sriracha. A I, I'll add cayenne pepper to a ranch to make it a spicy ranch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I add cayenne pepper to most things I eat. Okay, fascinating. I I like. add garlic to pretty much everything I eat because I am Italian. Um, and I'm gonna assume that that's what that is. I think that it's garlic, salt, more. and uh, cayenne are, are the two most used condiments in my life. <laughs> you can find me at unabashed James. You forgot what we were doing, didn't you? For a second, oh, slightly. Yeah, I forgot was, where we as were. As I started in. to turn to it, you were like, "Oh, you started laughing." And if you would like to talk to uh, Nick Bramald about salad cream, uh, you can find him at nbramald or nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.